Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, so here we are once again, transcending time and space through the use of technology. It's so good. And this week on the show, I've got Gary Renard. And uh, hey, Gary. Hey, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so good. And I'm so glad to have you on the show again. You were my first we did that my first show together, and this is, I think, show number 41. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, and so thanks for coming back again. And I'm going to say a prayer for everybody here and just center us into our hearts. So I'm going to invite you to uh, to join with me and... I always like to begin with placing my hand on my heart and just remembering that the kingdom is within and taking a breath of love and gratitude and invoking divine grace into our awareness. Divine grace is always operating, but we forget. So right now we're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remembering our true identity is perfect love, perfect peace. And we're consciously forgetting any sense of lack or limitation. We're remembering that the whole kingdom is pre-installed. We're accessing that right now. And we're giving great thanks that we are the two or more who are gathered. And we're grateful to align with love fully and completely right now to give ourselves over to divine guidance and inspiration, placing any worries or concerns on the holy altar and simply opening to know the answer prayer is awakened alive in our hearts and minds right now. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And uh, so some of the folks who are listening, Gary, will uh, have listened to the class that we did a few weeks ago in the Living a Course in Miracles teleclass series. And the topic there was hearing the Holy Spirit. And this is a topic that obviously we could talk about. We could do a whole weekend at least on easily. But... um, it's one that just comes up again all the time. I was just talking with a friend uh, just earlier today <clears throat> about following the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And uh, since we just prayed in, what also came into my mind is the song of prayer. And I love what you have in Disappearance of U- the Universe about the Song of Prayer. I think it's so helpful what's written there. And uh, many people get so confused about prayer and answered prayer and trying to figure out what's the answered prayer. What 
What do you share with people about hearing that voice of the Holy Spirit, and in particular regarding answered prayer? Well, I think that um, what a lot of people try to do is uh, they try to put the cart before the horse. You know, uh, they don't realize that, as of course Miracles puts it, uh, only very few can hear God's voice at all, you know, according to the Course. And uh, the reason for that is because of the ego interference that there is. It's like the ego is acting as interference in between us and spirit. Spirit is what we really are. Then the ego, which is the false you based on separation, is kind of like interfering with the message. And even sometimes when people do hear the message, uh, it's still being filtered by their ego. So you get part Holy Spirit and part ego. Now, the best way to get yourself into a position where you are actually hearing uh, the Holy Spirit and where the thoughts that are coming into your mind are uh, inspired, you know, which means in spirit, uh, the best way to do that is to undo the ego. So it's always going to uh, come back to that. Uh, it's like the Course says, you know, salvation is undoing. If you could undo the ego, undo the idea of separation, you would be undoing any problem that you seem to have, including uh, lack. You know, the Course says that a sense of separation from God is the only lack. You really need correct. And if you could take care of the one real problem uh, of separation by undoing the ego, you would not only never feel lack, but you would be much uh, more able to actually hear the ideas that the Holy Spirit is whispering to you uh, in your mind. Those ideas, those inspired ideas, are ideas that will work. Uh, even if you don't think it might be the best idea at the time, the Holy Spirit always knows better. The Holy Spirit knows what's best for everybody because the Holy Spirit can see everything. And uh, as human beings, we don't see everything. We just see a little speck of time and space. Uh, the Holy Spirit knows everything that ever happened and will guide you to what is best, not just for you, but for everybody. So. Uh, today, as we're taping this, uh, today makes five years to the day since I moved uh, from Maine to California. Wow. So, uh, you know, I've been here for five years, and looking back on that guidance five years ago, uh, I felt guided to uh, end a relationship, a very long-term relationship, uh, move all the way across the country, and uh, because of that decision, there was, uh, you know, problems, there was tension, there was anger, upsets, mostly on the part of my former wife. And, uh, you know, when you're in the middle of that, a transition, you might ask yourself, well, you know, is this really the best idea? You know, (laughs) is the Holy Spirit right about this? Is the Holy Spirit making a mistake? You know, and uh, I couldn't help but think that for a little while. But, you know, things uh, change so fast. Uh, with uh, with Karen and me and my relationship with her. And looking back on it, uh, I can say today that she is better off uh, today than she was five years ago. Uh, today, she lives in Hawaii. Uh, she got back into A Course in Miracles. She's actually facilitating in A Course in Miracles group in Hawaii. Uh, she loves the course. She gives away uh, copies of The Disappearance of the Universe <laughs> to people. We're friends. Uh, we talk to each other, exchange emails. 
uh, incredibly, me and Cindy and uh, my, you know, beautiful wife, who I've been married to for three years next month, uh, you know, Cindy and I and Karen and Dave, uh, Karen's boyfriend, the four of us actually got together uh, for lunch. <laughs> and, you know, to look over, you know, to look over next to me and see uh, Karen talking to Cindy and the two of them getting along fine. I mean, that was just too much. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, this stuff actually works. You know, this uh, forgiveness stuff, <laughs> you know, actually, actually works and can work miracles in your life if you let it. And the reason I brought that up, one of the reasons is because sometimes when you get guidance from the Holy Spirit, it may not fit your pictures. You know, you may have one idea of what you think is best, and the Holy Spirit may have another idea of what the Holy Spirit knows is best for everybody. That's why we have to remove that ego interference. And one of the ways to do that is uh, the Song of Prayer, which you brought up. Uh, the chapter in uh, Disappearance, if people want to read it, is called True Prayer and Abundance. And uh, really what it talks about when it comes to the Song of Prayer, well, the song is love. You know, the Song of Prayer is the love of God. And real prayer is joining with God. You know, people think that uh, prayer has to do with words. Because uh, people are really into words. Words are really important to people and especially important to religions. You because, know, I mean, what would you do if uh, the priest didn't talk all through the service or if the minister <laughs> didn't give a sermon or something? You know, so people think that words are very important. But words like uh, the Lord's Prayer, for example, that was meant to get people into a frame of mind to join with God and to kind of like uh, get lost in God's love. You know, it's been called many things. Uh, some people call it tabernacle. Uh, different religions have different ways of striving it, but the original idea of prayer was that it was done silently. You know, so uh, Jesus would get people into a mood, you know, 2,000 years ago with the Lord's Prayer, but the real prayer begins when you stop talking and stop thinking, and, you know, as the Course would put it, just go to God with uh, empty hands and an open heart. And uh, you kind of like forget about the world, you know, forget about the things that you think you need. In fact, that's what uh, the song of prayer says, that the secret to true prayer is. It says the secret to true prayer is to forget the things you think you need. You know, right. let them go. And you go to God, and when you become one with your uh, creator, one with your source, well, that's a state of perfect oneness. It's really no different than the way that the Course describes heaven, you know, which is the awareness of perfect oneness and the knowledge that there is nothing else. So it's like you become one with God, and you just get lost in God's love, and try to experience the love. And a great place to be is in a, a state of gratitude. You know, you want to be uh, thankful to God for creating you and giving you everything. That's where you want to come from, a uh, place of abundance, like you have everything, because in perfect oneness, you literally do have everything. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing can be lacking. Mm -hmm. in perfect oneness. Now, when you do this, you're entering into a state of spirit. And the inspiration, that inspired thing that comes from being in spirit, that comes later. 
And uh, this is something that it's very important for people uh, to understand. Uh, the Song and Prayer pamphlet describes this as uh, like the echoes of God's love. So uh, the real song is the prayer. That's love, where you get lost in God's love in a state of love and gratitude. Forget about the world. You know, there's only God. Uh, you're taken care of. You're provided for. You have the attitude of abundance. Then, later, you know, when you're not doing anything special, that's when the echoes come. You know, uh, the song of prayer calls them the echoes of God's love. Says It's not the song, but it is an echo. It's like the overtones. And this comes later in the form of inspiration. So, you have an idea that really does come from the Holy Spirit, because it's an inspired idea. And the best way to facilitate that Aside from undoing the ego through forgiveness, which you and I have talked about, mm-hmm. uh, another way of doing it is true prayer, the song of prayer. And uh, just being in touch with the Holy Spirit, you know, whenever you can, you know, it's not always practical uh, to be asking the Holy Spirit, you know, what you should do if you have an emergency to deal with or something. Uh, the Course promises in the Manual for Teachers that uh, wisdom will be given to you when you need it. You know, if you're connected to the Holy Spirit, if you think about the Holy Spirit, think about God when you can join with God through true prayer and undo the ego through forgiveness. If you're doing those things, then the Course promises uh, that, you know, when you need an answer, uh, it'll be there for you. And that includes the big questions, you know, that people have in life. You know, people always ask the same questions. Uh, Should I stay with this career? Should I stay with this job? Uh, should I move? You know, should I stay with this person? Should I stay in this relationship? Uh, how can I find the perfect career? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I find my soulmate? You know, it's like people all ask the same questions. Now, if I'm like at a, a Hay House conference or something, speaking, where you have thousands of people going to this conference, the longest lines that you will see are people who are lined up to talk to a psychic. <laughs> you know, ask those questions or uh, have their tarot cards read. Now, that's fine. The only problem is even a good psychic might be wrong half the time. <laughs> you know, they're not perfect. But the Holy Spirit is perfect. You know, the Holy Spirit knows the answers and the Holy Spirit is never wrong. And even if you did get a good answer from the psychic, you know, two months later, you can have another question and you can have to go back and talk to the psychic. Well, what if you had the Holy Spirit instead? You would need a psychic. You know, the Holy Spirit has the answers, and uh, you get the right answer, and you save money, too. Well, you know, you, so, you make me realize something, Gary, because I, I can attest to this. I, I used to consult intuitives, and I think there's kind of a difference between intuitives and psychics, but not to go down that road, but... Since I've really handed my life over to the Holy Spirit and I'm really listening and following the guidance that I get, it doesn't even occur to me to go to a psychic because I feel that I am in tune and I I honestly feel more in tune than any of the, with me, with my guidance than I've ever felt before. And now... I, I want to ask you a question. In your life, how are you, can you demonstrate some of the ways you're hearing that answered prayer, that intuition? Sure. Uh, I think that 
for most people, and this happens with me too, although there are, there are several different ways that I hear the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which I'll get to, but uh, sometimes for me, and I really think that this is the most uh, common way for most people, uh, you're not thinking about anything in particular, you're sitting around, you're not doing anything special, and all of a sudden an idea just comes to you. Yes. And it's not, it's not like you uh, consciously thought it. It's not like it came from you. Uh, the idea just comes to you. You know, people will say that sometimes, oh, it just came to me. You know, uh, you know, the idea uh, comes into your mind and it hits you and it's like, oh, yeah. You know, if I did that, it might work. That's an inspired idea. That's the most common way for it to show up for people, just out of the blue, so to speak. Uh, and it has a different feeling to it. It has a different tone. Right, it does. Uh, it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, it's it's from you or or really even from this world. It, it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's, it's like a gift. It's being given to you. You know, and uh, then if you have some nerve, <laughs> then you actually try it. Because <laughs> a lot of people, you know, a lot of people second guess uh, those ideas. And the ego is going to step in and say, oh, you can't do that. You know, because the ego is very discouraging. The Holy Spirit is very encouraging. And, uh, you know, so maybe you'll actually try it and it'll work. And when it works, that's when you start to look for that next inspired idea because you say, my God, you know, this may actually work. And the truth is uh, people can be led through life. Uh, They can be guided as to what they should do, where they should go. They have an endless supply of abundance with the Holy Spirit in the form of ideas, which is what that loaves and fishes story you was know, supposed to symbolize 2,000 years ago. It's like we have a bottomless well that we can go to that can never run dry, and it's always there. And, and if you keep on... Uh... Gary, we don't have a bottomless flow here on the radio show. It's time for us to take a break. <laughs> so... <laughs> Give us a couple minutes, and I just want to remind everybody, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking with Gary Renard. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love and Walking the Talk. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we've got Gary Renard with us today, author of Disappearance of the Universe. And I I just have to tell you, if you, you aren't familiar with Gary and Disappearance of the Universe and uh, your Immortal Reality, his second book, and his wonderful, wonderful audio programs. I have said this for many years. Disappearance of the Universe will support you in really understanding the Course, really living the love and walking the talk. Gary is a living demonstration. I know. I've hung out with him. I spent time with him. And Disappearance of the Universe is... It's, I, I have said on many, many occasions that it's the most important book I ever read because it really just ignited that I had a clear understanding uh, and that I wasn't a crazy person. 
And because as so many thoughts, so many things that I believed and thought, Gary, for years, uh, I didn't hear anybody else talking about. And then there they were in your book, Disappearance of the Universe. And I, I just, I, I literally, when I was, the first time I started reading it, I was dancing around the room at five o'clock in the morning at my brother's house going, oh my God, oh my God, thank you, thank you, just to see it written down somewhere that uh, someone believed what I believed. And um, so I really feel that the Holy Spirit guided me to connect with you and, and we became friends and um, your books have helped so many people. So, um, But back to our, our topic of uh, uh, this, the, it, cultivating the intuition and prayer and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. I interrupted you. You were in the middle of your story there. That's okay. Uh, first of all, thank you uh, for saying that. It means a lot to me. Uh, it seems as every year that goes by, it becomes more and more common where people uh, come up to me no matter where I am, because in the last few weeks, as you probably know, I've been to like Ireland and, and Denmark and Norway, and uh, I go all over the world, and, and of course America too, and it seems like every year it gets stronger where people uh, come up to me and say that they either first heard about Course miracles from the disappearance of the universe, or they they were into the course, gave up on it, then read disappearance, and got back into it. And it seems like everybody that Cindy and I are meeting uh, at these places is saying that. And it, it's very gratifying uh, to know that you know the Holy Spirit will guide you to what is best for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, I, I I had my idea, so you know. If I can get the book published, then I'll retire and move to you know move to Hawaii or, or someplace warm, and uh, you know that wasn't exactly the Holy Spirit's plan. So uh, <laughs> you know it's like you have your pictures, and the Holy Spirit has uh, you know what you should be doing. And uh, I've been talking about how the most common way of that to show up for you is that idea that comes into your mind, and that's true. Now, once in a while. Someone may hear an actual audible voice. Uh, that's very rare. You know, not too many people are Joan of Arc, and uh, even she had ego interference mm-hmm. in that voice. You know, it wasn't exactly a good idea for her to uh, invade Paris. <laughs> you know, uh, even uh, you know historically, uh, people like her can have ego interference that causes mistakes. And uh, it's like, you know, what you want to do is learn to also recognize the quality of the message. Because the Holy Spirit uh, is not going to make you feel bad, not discourage you. Uh, the Holy Spirit is not going to try to scare you. Uh, the Holy Spirit is love and speaks of love and forgiveness and uh, encouragement and all the uh, positive emotions. And if there's any fear or anger or any trace of that kind of stuff, that's not the Holy Spirit because it wouldn't come from the Holy Spirit. You know, people always wonder, how can they tell the difference? Well, I think the answer to that is simpler than people realize. It's really the quality of the message, which is even more important than the form in which the message is given. So once in a while, you may hear an actual audible voice. I have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, me too, yeah. Sometimes art in person will speak to me with a very clear voice, 
which is different than the inspired ideas. But uh, that's one of the reasons that they wouldn't let me record uh, the third book. Uh, they, they let me record their conversations for the first two books. Uh, they wouldn't let me do that for the third book because they told me that they wanted to edit me in between uh, visits and they wanted to uh, have me get better at hearing them when they were talking to me in between their actual visits. So they really did that for me, simply to further uh, mm -hmm. my own spiritual progress, which they're always uh, doing. And uh, they've guided me to different things. Uh, some people may know that uh, I wrote a uh, TV pilot based on my books. Uh, we auditioned actors last month, uh, and yeah, they're good. <laughs> they are really good. And they're not famous, which is perfect for this show. And we're actually shooting a trailer for it uh, in two weeks. Wow. And, uh, you know, we, we're getting our stuff together. We, we're going to have, uh, you know, meetings with networks by the fall. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that I wouldn't have thought of. My idea would have been to, to maybe make the book into a movie. And Arden and Percy eventually said, no, uh, you're going to have a series of books and there's going to be way too much information. Uh, especially with this kind of material, you want it to be episodic. You know, you want, you want it to be something where you can keep going and explain things. Mm. And it's difficult to do that in a movie. So uh, mm. that's one of the things I'm working on uh, right now. And I really feel like it's inspired because it's one of those things that I wouldn't have thought of. That wouldn't have been my approach. And usually that's a good thing. <laughs> if I do something <laughs> that isn't my approach, and then... Uh, you know, it might actually work, so we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you could, you could actually hear an audible voice. Uh, that's, that's not very common. Uh, Helen Shuckman, the scribe of The Course of Miracles, did not actually hear an audible voice, uh, the way that people think that she did. Uh, for her, it was like watching the words on a blackboard. It's like the words were being written on a blackboard. Uh, in fact, there's a, a 15 minute video and it's actually an audio recording, but they show pictures to make it a video in a DVD. Uh, there's you know, Helen Shuckman herself explaining what it was like for her to uh, you know, hear the, uh, the voice of Jesus. And uh, it's different than what people might think. Uh, I believe you can get that from the Foundation for Inner Peace, the publishers of A Course in Miracles. And you can actually hear Helen for uh, yourself, actually hear it from her, what it was like for her uh, to have that. But the reason I bring that up is because the Holy Spirit will speak to people and show up for people in whatever way is best for them. You know, like for Joan of Arc, okay, it was, uh, you know, these archangels uh, actually coming to her and appearing to her and then speaking to her uh, in her mind, but it, she could hear them audibly. Uh, for somebody else, it might be different. You know, for most people, it's those ideas. For other people, it could be angels. Uh, it could be the Virgin Mary, it could be Ascended Masters, it could be whatever way is going to speak to them in a way that they can hear and accept and understand without too much fear. So uh, it's an individual thing. You know, even though the truth is simple and the truth is the same for everybody uh, and it doesn't change, it's constant. Even though that's true, the ego is very complicated, which is why... Uh, the Course says that the curriculum is highly individualized. So that highly individualized curriculum is meant to lead people all to the same place. 
you know, alter the truth. And uh, the truth will never waver or change, but we have to be led there one step at a time in a way that we can accept and understand. And this guidance that you receive is one of the ways that you're led there. Uh, of course, I, I believe that when it comes to A Course in Miracles, the biggest teaching of the Holy Spirit will always be forgiveness because uh, that's what undoes the ego uh, the fastest. That's what saves you the most time. And as you do that, you're removing that ego interference that prevents you from clearly hearing uh, the messages that the Holy Spirit is trying to give to you. So uh, we can't ever forget that the Course says salvation is undoing. And we have to do our forgiveness homework along with these other things that we do. But they're all related in the Course. The Song of Prayer is obviously related uh, to everything else that the Course is talking about, including forgiveness, including uh, being connected to the Holy Spirit. Uh, at one point, you know, the Manual for Teachers says that if you ask the Holy Spirit, if you're connected to the Holy Spirit, then that absolves you of responsibility. You know, because it's now not your responsibility, it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. Uh, you may recall in Disappearance at one point, Art and Persis said to me, they said, Gary, the book is not your responsibility. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. Mm. And what that does is uh, it absolves you of responsibility and it resolves you of any potential guilt that you may feel. And at one point in the manual, of course, says, you know, that's the way out of hell for you is to be absolved and healed of any guilt uh, that you may have in your mind because we can't even see that stuff that's in our unconscious mind. But the Holy Spirit can see it and heal it. And all that we really have to do is forgive, you know, what's right in front of our face, which is our only responsibility, according to the Course. You know, it says the sole responsibility of the miracle worker is to accept the atonement for himself. And it also says the means of the atonement is forgiveness. So that means that, you know, if, if you and I practice forgiveness, then we're doing the one thing that the Course is asking us to do. You know, and, and Jesus would uh, kind of like rip Helen sometimes and say, to her, you know, because she wasn't very good at doing forgiveness, even though she understood the whole Course uh, she wasn't exactly good at actually doing it. And uh, Jesus says to her at one point, he says, and this is really the way to needle somebody, uh, he says, you have, you have thus failed in your one responsibility. Mm. You know, he's like, hey, I asked you to do one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked you to bring that. one thing home from the store, and you just couldn't do it. That's right. And, uh, but we all do that sometimes. But uh, I think that, uh, like anything else, you know, the more you practice, the better you get at it. Uh, the more you are, are determined and try to hear the Holy Spirit's messages, the better you get at it. The more you undo the ego, uh, you can't help but hear more clearly. So if you do your forgiveness work, it goes a long ways. It helps with uh, a lot of different things. By I the way... I want to ask you a question, Gary, because last week in the Living a Course in Miracles series that you participated in, uh, we were focusing on inspired work and living from inspiration, working, having a career that comes from inspired 
um, living. And uh, certainly you are doing that. I am doing that. So uh, last week in Living a Course of Miracles, we had uh, Tammy Keeves talking about doing that. She had been an attorney, very successful. She walked away from that to become a spiritual teacher because of being inspired by A Course in Miracles. And even so, even with all these wonderful demonstrations of people following their bliss, as Joseph Campbell said, people are constantly feeling pulled to um, follow their bliss and follow their passion in a career, and yet they feel terrified of failure. And what I say to them is, if you put your trust in God, if you are literally walking the talk and living the love in every moment, releasing the attack thoughts and doing your forgiveness, you can't possibly fail. How can you fail? The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you if you trust in that. And yet so many people are still afraid. Do you know anything? What do you say to someone who's in that position? Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of it comes back to what we've been talking about uh, today because the development of trust is very important in the Course. And eventually what happens is we learn how to trust the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit will guide you and take care of you. Now, you can do things that you don't love that you think are going to make you money. And, they, and you can be pretty confident of the fact that, oh, I'm, I'm going to make money at this. Even, and I'm going to do it even though I hate it, even though it drives me crazy. I'm still going to do it because I'm going to make money. You can do that and still fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that and still get laid off or, mm-hmm. or fired or uh, you know have the industry go down the tubes or something. So you know, anything can, uh, any career can result in some kind of failure, at least temporary failure. Now, because that's possible, why not at least do something that you love? You know, why not, uh, if you're going to fail with something, my attitude would be if I was going to fail with something, I'd rather fail with something I love doing than fail with something that I don't love doing. (laughs) You know, and then, uh, on top of that, because you're doing something that you love, uh, you can then take a step that I think is very important, and I talk about this uh, in my workshops, because most people believe that a spiritual gift is a gift that is given to them. You know, like they have a gift, like I'm a psychic or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. And they think that, okay, uh, that's a gift that was given to me. No, that's not true. That is not a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is not a gift that is given to you. A spiritual gift is a gift that you give to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I love that. You give this, yeah, you give this gift to the Holy Spirit and say, look, I'm giving this gift to you, Holy Spirit, and I would like for you to use it you know, for your power and for your purposes. And you know the big picture. You know, so you guide me as to how to best use this in your service. That's a spiritual gift, a gift that you give to the Holy Spirit, and then you trust that the Holy Spirit will guide you uh, to the best way to use that gift, you know, in the service of everyone. And uh, if you approach it from that way, it's like, now you're not working for yourself anymore. You know, and you don't have to tell people that. You don't have to tell people you're not the boss or, or anything. But, uh, you know, it can just be between you and the Holy Spirit. But it's like, now you're in the service of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Course says that you will be given all that you need in order to do this. You know, so 
you, you might be amazed at what might show up to help you or the people who you meet, you know, who may point you in the right direction or, or help you with what it is that you're trying to do. You know, the Course talks about uh, an interlocking chain of forgiveness. You know, it's all connected. So uh, I think that, you know, when you uh, kind of like give yourself and your gifts to the Holy Spirit, you know, you are guided and you will have those ideas and you will have that inspiration. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit will earn your trust. You know, this isn't uh, like a, a blind faith, you know, where you just ask to believe for no reason. Uh, I think that the Holy Spirit will earn people's trust as they go along. And then you start to trust the Holy Spirit for real, and, uh, you know, then you just get more and more conviction as you go along. It is a process, but it's a process that's well worth doing. Indeed it is. And... Believe it or not, we're at time for a break again, Gary. So let me just remind everyone you're listening to Gary Renard, and I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, Living the Love and Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on Healthy Living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Twelve Keys to Freedom, a path to metaphysical recovery, takes an expanded view of the concept of recovery, unifying universal spiritual teachings, and the 12-step process in a powerful hour of discussion, process, and transformation. In life, we have challenges that are beyond the realm of simple dependence, divorce, child abuse, unhealthy relationships, eating disorders, teenage bullying, the loss of a loved one, as well as addictions of all kinds. The 12 Keys to Freedom offers a path to wholeness by using a technology developed by Esther Nicholson, an agape spiritual practitioner, educator, world-renowned vocalist, and former addict. Her life story exemplifies the realization of wholeness from conditions of the most challenging kind. 12 Keys to Freedom takes us on a path from powerlessness to empowerment, moving to a realization of our inherent God-given wholeness, no matter who we are, what we have done, or how challenging our life experience has been. Join Esther Nicholson each Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time for 12 Keys to Freedom, a path to metaphysical recovery, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So, just before we get back into the... um the questions with Gary, I want to remind everyone that we are in the midst of this eight-week series, Living a Course of Miracles. You can join us. It's totally free, livingacourseofmiracles.com, and you can go there and register and quickly jump right in. And um, this week, the teacher is calling tipping and his topic is Radical Manifestation. Colin Tipping is the author of uh, Radical Forgiveness, and he's applying spiritual principle to this whole uh, manifesting and, and bring some real clarity to it with us. So uh, there's, I love the things that, Gary, that you share about that, and, and Colin is a beautiful teacher around that as well. So that's um, this week in Living a Course of Miracles those classes there and I also want to let everyone know who's listening to this radio show for the first time I have a daily prayer that I record and you can become my prayer partner and join with hundreds and almost thousands of people around the world we're getting up to 2,000 people soon and um, all of that information plus all the free things that I offer at jenniferhadley.com. We've got Gary Renard at garyrenard.com. And you've got some events coming up this summer. What, what do you have going on, Gary? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Cindy and I, we don't usually travel very much in the summer. This is one time of the year that we try to you know, relax a little bit. But uh, there are two things that we're going to do anyway this summer. Uh, one of them is in Chicago. Uh, next month in July, July 21st and 22nd. Uh, we're doing a two-day intensive workshop for Infinity Foundation in Chicago, and uh, the contact information for that is available uh, through my website. You just mentioned uh, GaryRenard.com. Uh, what you do is you go to the Appearances page, which is in the upper left-hand corner. Click on the link. It'll go to the Appearances page. Uh, scroll down to July 21st, 22nd, and there's a link there, you know, with all the uh, information that you go to. And also, uh, one thing in August that we're doing, and that is in uh, Connecticut, a place called Chester, Connecticut. And it's called Be the Love Conference. Mm. It's a really uh, cool conference we did last year. It's uh, August uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th in uh, Chester, Connecticut. Same thing. You can go to my website, uh, scroll down on the appearances page, click on the link. And it'll take you to the uh, page for that particular uh, event. So uh, there are two really good intensive events, and uh, it'd be great to see you there. Yeah, beautiful. And you remind me to remind also people, you can go to my events page at jenniferhadley.com. I'm doing um, a retreat in St. Louis with all their, they've got 16 different study groups there, and they all join together for a beautiful retreat 
first weekend in August. And then Gary and I will also be together in Chicago in April of 2013 for the the big uh, Course of Miracles conference there. Yeah, that's the uh, last weekend in April uh, next year. That's going to be a big conference. And, uh, you know, they're always fun because you get to meet so many interesting people from around the world who are into A Course of Miracles, and uh, that's well worth going to. So uh, so let's go back to our, our topic here on uh, prayer and intuition following the voice of the Holy Spirit because don't you find, Gary, that, I mean, I know I used to do this all the time, you push away the answered prayer. Spirit is leading you, guiding you, and you push it away. You think you know better. No, that's not for me. And uh, how do you th- how, how do you think people can recognize that they're actually pushing away inspiration. Okay, I'm just going to say one inspired thing, and that is that <laughs> the uh, battery on my phone is low. So <laughs> if by chance you, you lose me, okay. then uh, you can call me back on my landline if you want, and we can record the last few minutes. But okay. uh, hopefully, you know, this battery will last long enough uh, you know, to make it through the show. We'll see. But I just wanted to tell you that just in case. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, pushing the Holy Spirit away, what that really is, is that that's the ego's resistance uh, to this whole thing. You know, because uh, this whole thing is like the undoing of the ego, which is like death to the ego. And uh, as the Course says, on some level, the ego senses that. You know, the ego senses that this is the end, and it will try to protect itself. Uh, and it will come up with a hundred different ways to distract you. Uh, and the ego's number one plan, of course, is to convince you that you're a body. And uh, it'll do that a hundred different ways. It'll come up with a thousand different distractions. Uh, the Course says that the ego is ingenious and that its uh, range of emotion will shift from suspiciousness to viciousness. So you have to know what you're up against. Uh, and that, you know, kind of like pushing away the Holy Spirit, that's really the fear of the ego. The ego is afraid of, of losing its special identity, you know, which feels important to the ego. It feels important to have an individual existence and uh, personal identity and a universe of time and space and relationships and things like that. So, uh, you know, the ego will you know, kind of like just come up with all kinds of ways to uh, resist this. And so you want to be aware of that. Uh, even though the ego is ingenious, the Course also says, uh, do not be afraid of your ego. Because even though the ego may be ingenious, it is not perfect. And the Holy Spirit is perfect. And the Holy Spirit has a perfect plan, which is a com- complete reinterpretation of uh, the ego's script. It's kind of like a totally different way of looking at everything. And the more you learn how to think with the Holy Spirit, which is what spiritual sight really is, it's not something that you necessarily see with the body's eyes. It's uh, really the way that you think and your attitude. Uh, The more you think with the Holy Spirit, the more you re-become spirit, which is what you really are. So you could really say that ultimately you are the Holy Spirit. It's just that we've lost uh, touch with that through the ego's interference. So at first we end up listening to the Holy Spirit and hearing the Holy Spirit, then eventually we'll get to the point where we realize, hey, that's what we really are, 
you know, we are spirit. Uh, at one point, the Course says, everywhere the Holy Spirit looks, he sees himself. You know, so you start to think in mm. terms of wholeness. You know, instead of thinking in terms of uh, differences and separation, which is what the ego wants, because, you know, how can you have judgment without differences? Uh, the Holy Spirit kind of like overlooks the differences. You know, kind of like looks uh, past the veil, uh, as the Course would put it at one point. It's kind of like you're overlooking the body, overlooking the illusion, and now you're thinking in terms of wholeness instead of separation. So now you think of everybody as being the same. Now you think of everybody as not just being part of it, but all of it. You know, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like uh, the Holy Spirit thinks in terms of wholeness and oneness. Uh, the ego thinks in terms of differences and separation. And uh, it's really uh, kind of like a retraining of the way that we think, a discipline, a retraining of the mind. And uh, as you do these things together, the things we've been talking about today, uh, you know, kind of like putting the Holy Spirit in charge, uh, you know, kind of like listening, you know, and joining with God in true prayer, practicing forgiveness, these things all fit together to undo the ego and put you more into a condition of spirit. And if you're in spirit, then you will be inspired. It'll happen naturally. And uh, then the more you practice and, and the better you get uh, at uh, kind of like doing forgiveness and undoing the ego, uh, the better you're going to get at hearing the Holy Spirit. When the Course says, uh, and I think Mary Baker already said this also, uh, all are called, but few choose to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to choose to listen, I think you have to be willing uh, to do the work. You have to be willing, uh, you know, to uh, really do the things that make it possible for you to hear the voice for God, as the Course puts it. And, uh, you know, if, if you do these things, it's like inevitable. Uh, it's like, you know, it has to follow, like uh, the night, the day. If you do these things, they will work for you. And uh, the real thing is having the determination uh, to do it you know, the perseverance to stick with it. Uh, And people who are firmly on a spiritual path uh, usually demonstrate that perseverance. They want it. You know, they they want to be in a condition of spirit. Uh, They're ready to go home to God. Not everybody is. But uh, if you're one of them, then you know it. Gary, we're we're at time here. So final, just final, we have 10, 15 seconds here. Well, I would say uh, don't wait to do these things. Uh, you know, do them now. Don't wait till next year. Don't wait till your next lifetime. Uh, you know, be determined to have uh, the discipline that it takes to do these things. And if you do, uh, you will get the results that the Course promises. Yes, indeed. And uh, actually... <laughs> My engineer just said, oh, you know, you do have another minute or two. Um, I am so inspired all the time by your commitment to walking the talk and living the love. Uh, if, if One more minute, I invite you to just share what what was the big, 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 biggest turning point for you that made you say, okay, I'm all in. I am all in on this now. I'm not going to hold back anymore. Well, that's quite a, that's quite a question. I think that it was probably about oh, the fourth time I ever spoke about A Course in Miracles. 
and uh, the first three times I was pretty scared. I was pretty frightened, but I used forgiveness the way that I was guided to forgive that. Mm. I actually forgive when I was standing up in front of people and speaking to them. Use that as a forgiveness opportunity. And by the fourth time, uh, I was speaking in New York City, which is the place where I thought I would be the most nervous. I was actually the least nervous. Mm. And I realized this works. You know, this stuff actually works. And that's when I was in all the way because now I knew that I was teaching people something that would actually work, that would actually help them. And uh, if it didn't work for me, then I couldn't have had the conviction to share it with others. But when I knew for sure that it was working for me, then I also knew for sure that it would work for others. And even though I had been on a spiritual path for a long time, even though I had been into the Course uh, for maybe uh, 12 years at that time, uh, that's when I really knew because I like things that work. You know, I, I don't just like <laughs> theories. You know, I want it to actually work. And when I saw that that was the case with this, uh, that's when I was in it for sure all the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I I concur. I can absolutely say the same is true for me. And I invite everyone who's listening to us to make a commitment to prove God in your life. It's provable. Prove it and then you will know it. So, hand on our hearts. I'm going to bless us out here. Thank you, Gary Renard. And thank you for all you shared. Everything we want to know about Gary at GaryRenard.com. Hand on our heart. We are taking that breath of God and giving thanks for Gary's life, for our own precious life, and for every moment, this opportunity to truly live a life of love, to surrender any sense of separation and know only unity. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, we love you.